Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down and talk about a number of different things. Uh, we talk about this new telemedicine bill that is uh, possibly about to pass, uh, limiting people from various different types uh, of medications that you can get through telemedicine, uh, including hormone replacement therapy, but not limited to that. It's a very wide blanket of things. Uh, we're going to put a link in the description about that, uh, that you should definitely look into. If you're somebody who's using uh, telemedicine or telehealth right now, this is something that could affect you. And you can actually um, put in a comment uh, based on your personal experience to try to influence this bill. Uh, this bill will potentially make it so you're going to have to either go get in-person consults every time you want a prescription refill, or you're going to have to do some convoluted uh, Zoom call type thing where you, the pharmacy, uh, and your MD all have to be on a call at the same time for this prescription to happen. Uh, and obviously that provides some barriers to people who really need medication and don't want to take all this extra time out of their own lives in order to just get the medication that they need. Uh, we also talk about TikTok and its potential ban, some of the hypocrisy surrounding TikTok and other forms of social media. We dive into some politics surrounding that and other things. And then we touch on the upcoming UFC card in Miami, which we will actually be in attendance for. We're super stoked on that. We give all our fight predictions, uh, you know, and talk a little bit about that and the meme culture that's around uh, Alex Pereira right now. Uh, that's pretty funny. So definitely uh, stick around. This is one you're not going to want to miss. As always, screenshot this episode while you're listening, post in your stories on social media, tag me, tag Marcus, tag Hybrid Unlimited. You'll automatically be entered in a draw to win some potential uh, hybrid legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the podcast, as well as hybrid performance method as a whole. While you're at it, check out hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have every workout program under the sun. Uh, we have uh, nutrition coaching, uh, lots of free resources. You can do seven days free of any one of our online workout programs just by clicking the seven day free box at checkout. So I think that's it. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels. And as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go to the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. Quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. 
They've got you covered from waking to sleeping. Some of the supplements that I love from them are Rise, Zen, and CBN oil. Starting with Rise, that is a supplement that's going to help you wake up, get focused, get ready for your day. No crash, no jitters, none of the stuff that comes along with a caffeine supplement. Zen is an awesome sleep aid. If you're a person that just wants to sleep better, deeper, longer, that's a supplement for you. It does not have melatonin, so it's not going to make you groggy. If you guys have tried melatonin, you know that one, it can give you weird dreams, and two, it can leave you groggy and moving slow in the morning. This does not have that. Their final supplement that I'm super pumped about is called CBN oil. That one is a combination of CBD, CBN, and THC. If Zen is like a handgun, this is like a bazooka. This is the ultimate, most potent sleep aid on the market. This will have you sleeping deeper, longer, better, all that good stuff. No need to count sheep. You're going to be knocked completely out by this supplement. I swear by it. I think you guys are really going to like it. And if you want to read more about the ingredients, click the link that's either in the show notes or the caption, depending on where you're watching this and use code hybrid in all caps at checkout for 20% off. I could walk around tomorrow with like, uh, 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 what, what, what's like the biggest sword from the medieval days? I could walk around. I mean, I wonder if that's... I, I don't know if the new bill they're passing here in Florida. For you guys that don't know, they're about to pass constitutional carry. Anybody can carry a weapon concealed in public, or I guess they can also carry it on their body, visible, right? Is that? I don't know. Is What's what's like more, th- like harder to get right now? A lot of states have open carry laws where you can literally just walk around in public with like like Wild West style. Isn't that gone. supposed to be less threatening because people at least know you have a weapon versus... Well, it's stupid. I mean, why, why? the whole point of having a gun is for self-protection. Unless you're just a, a murderer, in which case you want people to know that you're walking up to them with a gun. Right. The whole idea... Because I have a concealed carry weapon. I, mean, I have multiple guns, but like, I there is no reason at all I would ever want somebody to know I'm carrying a firearm. Hmm. Like the whole point is to protect yourself. And if people, if somebody walks, let's say that you are a bad actor, right? I walk into a restaurant, I'm the bad actor or, or some public place. And my intent is to cause harm with a gun. The whole idea there is you're, you're, you're going to cause harm, right? Like, you know, that you're, you came there premeditated. There's instances, unfortunately, that happen all the time, but who's the first person you're going to pick out of the crowd to, to, to target the guy with the weapon the guy with the fucking ak or m16 strapped to the you know ar-15 strapped to the whatever the variant whatever think about it right like i'm walking in like who's the first guy that's gonna try and kill me the guy with the fucking gun strapped to their back like sure i think that's a pretty silly thing to do it's like a very comical like cosplay type thing where somebody walks in public with a gun let me give you an alternative though what if i'm a bad actor i walk into a place my plan is it's, it's a let's say it's a bar and I'm planning to rob the bar or whatever. And I look around and everyone in the bar has a visible gun on their hip. Maybe it makes you think twice about if doing everybody that. has it. Okay. If everybody in the bar has a gun, you're probably. Or you see a lot. You see a lot of people with guns. You're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to the next yeah, place. Yeah, but I don't think everybody's going to do it. No, it is quite a statement because now it's so political you're making a political statement by doing it exactly. you're doing the poll i'm pro gun i don't necessarily thing. think i mean because like think about it i've taken the concealed carry course here in florida it's a joke what does it actually entail they go over gun safety and the law i mean it's literally like anybody with a pulse can go do it 
Okay. I, I, I think the only the only argument I can make for the con- concealed carry permit is that they do conduct background checks on the people that get them, which is useful, and that might be a whole other discussion. For, Don't they do for, that even just when you get a gun? They're supposed to, but there's a lot of ways to get around it. Like the gun show... There's gun show loopholes. You can buy guns privately. Like, there's a lot of ways to not have to get a background check in order to obtain a weapon. But, you know, there might be something to be said for that, but it's a very easy course. But the the federal background check, I mean, that should should be the case on anybody buying a firearm. Sure. Because... And probably a mental health screen. Absolutely. But that's a very contentious thing to propose now. Really? Who thinks nut jobs should have guns? It's <laughs> like it, they don't. Why is that that's not the argument. The argument is that there, there, there's a huge contingency of people that think that any sort of government interference between you and buying that firearm is the government gatekeeping access to weapons, which is a constant. Well, the right to the right to have a firearm is a constitutional amendment, right? So it's part of the Bill of Rights. Second Amendment. I wonder if, if doing something like that, though, could sort of course correct the overarching desire for all these people to pretend they have mental illnesses right now, or at least like, I, I, don't know. I, I know they exist, but the amount of it's just become trendy to be like, I'm depressed or I have anxiety or whatever. Yeah. And if that means you can't get a gun in America, if you do that, maybe you're going to see some people Whoa. who are on the fence or who are yeah. toying with that idea that don't really that aren't don't really truly fall into that category who are like, I'm not going to go I, get diagnosed now. Yeah, well, if you if you. Let me back up. I think. This is a very political thing, right? Like, it's a very Mm. contentious topic. But I think that there is a very strong argument to make for putting very serious safeguards in place against people that are mentally unwell, that are registered criminals. I mean, registered criminals can't obtain a gun, as it is. But there's obviously ways to do it illegally, which you're not going to stop that very, very easily. But putting more safeguards in place is a very contentious idea because it brings with it the idea that the government now has some say in whether or not a private citizen can own a firearm, which I don't agree with. I think that like, this is my personal opinion that like only upstanding citizens, however that's defined should be able to own them. I guess that's what's contentious is who gets to determine what an upstanding citizen is, which mental health issues, right. you know, are, are going to, wouldn't, you know, make it off limits for someone to have a gun, right? Because if, if you're going to go by like, slope. who's depressed right. or who's yeah. ever been diagnosed with depression whether, depression, whether it be situational or clinical, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, you take a lot of people right off the top with that. And that's why we were just talking about this before, but there's a lot of instances where like I, I'm a registered independent, right? Mm-hmm. Like that means I don't, I'm not registered to align with either political party and I don't personally align with either one of them. I, I'm very much in agreement with a lot of the libertarian ideology, some, some libertarian ideologies where like government should not overreach where they don't need to. Like, to me, that one of the things we're going to talk about is the access to uh, telemedicine, which is the, the yeah, new bill. Yeah, yeah. George, can you pull that up, actually, like some kind of synopsis that we could look at? Because I don't know the full details of it, but 
I have a personal problem with the government interfering with number one medical care. And to me, that that comes down to a lot of things. Like the, I don't think the government has any business telling me what I should do with access to medicine. I don't think the government has anything to do with restricting women's access to medicine. And that's a hugely contentious topic. But if you follow a very basic premise, and I'm, I'm curious your perspective on this because Canada is a little bit more restrictive across the board, but the second you let the government overreach mm -hmm. in any way, and, and this actually, I have another thing that I want to bring up after this about TikTok, which I thought was hilarious. Um, I think it just it, it leads to a very very dangerous precedent and the, like once you give the government power to do something they will not give it up yeah yeah i i mean that's been proven in countless different areas um with the do we are we gonna move on to the telemedicine thing here is that what we're i'm, I'm really okay, curious because yeah. honestly I, i've read the the high level i don't know what the actual Okay, so for anyone who, who hasn't heard of this yet, there is a proposed bill um, that would ban the prescription um, th of, of certain uh, medicines and hormones. Um, it's a, it's a, this sort of blanket covers a lot of drugs, but what's included in this and why it sort of came down the wire to us is because it will affect people who are uh, doing hormone replacement therapy, um, you know, among, uh, like I said, a number of different things. But basically, these new regulations would put a bunch of barriers that for a lot of people would just be a non-starter for them. Like, for example... If you have a an online prescribing pharmacy, uh, a lot of times right now you can you can you know work work with somebody to get your uh, testosterone prescribed to you over the phone, and then they send you um, you know the prescription and and it gets filled shows up in the mail right. That's how I get all of my medicine now. By the way, I mean like every like I take metformin and some blood pressure stuff. Right. I HRT through. Uh, it would our, our friends of the show it would directly yeah, impact our sponsors. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, which we need to is, talk is, to them about this. Actually, yeah, I was thinking about messaging them and asking what they thought. But can you click on the Democrat one because that's actually uh, I I know that newspaper. It's where I grew up, the Tallahassee um, Democrat. So what what these new restrictions would do is you'd be faced with a number of options as alternatives. Either you could go into your doctor physically every time you need a prescription refill which is obviously burdensome and annoying and not feasible for a lot of people. Um, or you'd have to do a Zoom call where both the prescribing physician, so like your general care practitioner or your uh, uh, anti-aging doctor, whatever the MD is, is on a live chat simultaneously, a live uh, video call with you, as well as the pharmacy who will be filling the prescription. And all three of you will have to coordinate schedules and do this every time you want a new prescription filled. So it's, they're just putting up these. I think this is a different one, George. This, if this you is... type, just type um, uh, new bill on uh, hormone replacement therapy, telehealth, or you know what? Let me look up Derek's uh, post because he had the name of it. What do, you, what do you think about like, let's, let's think very high level about this, right? Because yeah. this is where a lot of these ideas need to live and die is on a, a philosophical basis. 
I personally have a big problem with the government restricting bodily autonomy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I know that presents a lot of questions, but to me, our country was founded on this idea that freedom is the basis of, of the, like, the liberty that we have as a free country, right? And the freedom in a lot of things. That's the freedom to own firearms. That's the freedom to speak freely. That's the freedom to assemble as we see fit. Unless you're causing damage and destruction. Right. The peaceful assembly is, is how the Bill of Rights is listed. And that also comes down to bodily autonomy. And I just... This is this is a very slippery slope that all of these fucking nut jobs in our government, left and right, are letting get they're getting themselves taken away from the founding principles of this country, which are freedom of speech, freedom to own weapons, mm-hmm. and that that one has a lot of little caveats to it. But but the um I I think that the second you let the government start making rules about what we can and cannot do with our lives as a free society leads to a lot of bad outcomes, right? Like, look at this. I know that guy, D Trout Powerlifter. He's pretty strong. But his his point there is is actually applicable across the board. The second the government outlaws something yeah. on a federal level. If you're listening on audio, it says underground labs about to see a big boost in sales. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I thought the same thing. I read the headline. I'm like, oh, yeah. great. Telemedicine. Yeah. Pause that. Or can you pause it? Okay. First and fucking foremost, the DEA, let's look at their track record. They spent 50 years on a failed drug war against marijuana, right? So <laughs> there is this there is this moral arbitrary morally arbitrary way of thinking as far as I'm concerned that they make rules. In the 1970s, we had a conservative or 1970s to 80s, we had a conservative majority and Ronald Reagan declared a war on drugs, right? Yeah. How the fuck did that turn out? Not great. We went to war with South America. The, the importation and distribution of cocaine not only flourished. Thank you for building Miami, Pablo. <laughs> but at, by and large, it was a massive failure, a massive expenditure of government resources to fight a war against what? Marijuana and cocaine? I'm sorry, but that war fucking failed. Like maybe cocaine's not as popular, but marijuana is one of the biggest sources of tax revenue for states that have mm. come to legalize it. So for the DEA to sit and make rules on what we can and cannot use, first of all, that's hilarious. Well, it just to me seems strange, like and this is an argument people commonly make, but like you said, and it's it's broader than just the DEA, but in general, government yeah is so random in the dangerous activities they allow you to, to participate in and the ones that they don't. You know, like alcohol, wildly damaging. We're allowed to do that in excess. Double black diamond skiing. Pause. Yeah. George, pull up. Leading causes of, of death in the United States, if you don't mind, on a separate uh, tab. I just, I want to I wanna read that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean. We'll read that off in a second. Like I was, uh, you know, I said this before. You can have never skied a day in your life, go to the top of a double black diamond ski run and just bomb it down. And no one's going to stop you, but you can easily kill yourself doing something like that. And that's cool. But as soon as it's like 
I don't know, one of these things they randomly decide are contentious uh, subjects. All and right, let's look at this list. That COVID numbers. Yeah, interesting. let's just strike that off because that's nonsense. <laughs> Cancer, can't touch that one. Heart disease, what are the leading fact, leading causal influences of heart disease? Probably stress, poor diet. Hereditary is obviously one of them, but well, there. lack Cro of exercise. Chronic liver disease and cirrhosis is on the well, list. Chronic liver disease and cirrhosis. Now, how, how does that happen? Sure, alcohol has Diabetes. something to do with that. Aside from hereditary diabetes, how does how does diabetes occur? Yeah, just diet, poor lifestyle, diet. Now, George, one more thing. Alcohol deaths per year. Let's look at that. I bet you it's wildly high. I'm getting somewhere at this. Hold on. Alcohol deaths. No, no, no just deaths. Deaths. A hundred and forty thousand people for, per year. Okay. Uh, now, two more things. Replace alcohol with marijuana. But let's just see it. I, I just want to look at this objectively, right? Zero. I'm guessing. Three hundred and sixty. Ever eighty-six. Ever. That's ever. Uh, yeah, but it says sixty-five percent of these cases involved synthetic cannabis. Okay, so. So like it was laced with something. People. So 100 and 200 people. Let's just say it was 150 people then that died of somehow. I don't know how that's even possible, but 150. So 150 is what? 0 0.01 or 0.1% of alcohol deaths? Okay. Where's 140,000? Now, one more. Amount of U.S. testosterone deaths. <laughs> Testosterone deaths. All right. Uh, 153. Is that the number there? Endogenous test for the American Health Association Journal says that endogenous testosterone concentration at baselines were inversely correlated. It says 825 deaths. Okay. Well, we don't have enough time to dig into this, and I'm not smart enough to, to read an <laughs> academic journal. But the point here is there's a front page number for alcohol deaths and there's a front page number for marijuana deaths right what is that saying what where where is the moral line in the sand that our government in all of their collective wisdom has drawn against making certain things legal right now hayden yeah can you go skydive without a license oh absolutely can you go ski down a double black diamond you can can you get a motor can you all right, well, you have to get a motorcycle license, but can you go right now, if I told you that I had a gun to your head, yeah. could you go buy a Lamborghini right now? Yeah. Okay. In all of those instances, there is a huge risk of you doing something stupid and killing yourself. Oh, yeah. What's uh, the common thread there, though? uh the common thread that you're allowed to do them <laughs> that you are allowed to do you are allowed to drink alcohol right now if i if i told you gun to your head you need to drink this entire <laughs> bottle of basil hayden's you I, could do it yeah, yeah i could die you could die you probably would suffer some really serious health consequences <laughs> but i couldn't tell you to go smoke i couldn't you legally cannot go buy enough marijuana to kill you you can do that That's with true. alcohol 
there and i think the the statistic that's a good is, point there's no limit on the amount of alcohol you can personally buy right but you why go buy an entire liquor why store why is that i don't know the answer but yeah, to me it's question. such an absurd question because there is obviously somewhere down the line and this probably dates back to like prohibition and somebody having some ridiculous monetary influence on our government but there is no restriction on how much alcohol you could buy or how many times you could skydive or how many Lamborghinis you could drive, be top G. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there's huge risk associated you know with how many I'll, guns you could buy. I'll give you a, uh, a sad story oh, to, to back up your Lamborghini thing. There was All this, right, top G, let's go. There was this, uh, there was this, <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this one story uh, where this guy always wanted a Dodge Viper. It was his dream car. Sick car, by the way. It is a very cool car. Yeah. And he ended up, you know, they get married. Uh, they're the, the guy and, and his wife, they get married. Uh, they're leaving the church. You know, everyone's doing their thing. Ah, congratulations. They're leaving. And when they come out of the church, that guy's father-in-law, as a wedding gift, bought him a Dodge Viper. He's never driven a supercar before in his life. Right. And this is to your point. He gets in the car, f floors it out of there. They drive directly into a tree and both of them died. Wow. Leaving their own wedding. Jesus Christ, man. But, you know, that is a wildly dangerous, wildly powerful. I took a couple... gondola down from my wedding. <laughs> That's it. Much safer. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. That's not true. I didn't take it. Down. I took it up. But you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. it's crazy that you can just operate this super. It is an absurd question vehicle. to ask. You're right. It's an absurd question to ask. With no training. Imagine having to imagine you sat these people down in a room and you said, hey, OK, why can I do this? This, 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 this. But that is now off limits. It's just got to be court of public opinion, right? It's, but that's not an informed way to make a decision. No, because that's the, a lot of what governs politics. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm saying this out loud. And yeah. your point is absolutely correct because the moral fallacy to, to draw yourself into here is that these arbitrary decisions are right. Yeah. And there is no way to determine that, okay, let's take this a step further, right? This bill seems to be targeting not just individuals that take testosterone that are men but also trans people this would be a huge problem for trans people you know how much right. more inconvenient their lives would be and i i have my own personal opinions on like them participating in sports and and certain other things but if you if you take this premise the, the acorn of truth inside of my way of thinking at least and you can feel free to disagree with me and anybody listening can mm -hmm. i don't think the government has any right to tell me as an individual a law-abiding individual mm -hmm. that's never been arrested, never been in trouble, has good credit, you know, the whole nine yards. The government doesn't have any right to tell me what I can and cannot do with my personal life and my body. I think that is a blanket statement. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I should be out there shooting up heroin, right? Right. But that doesn't give them the right to take that type of ridiculous example, which like the DEA says... Marijuana is just as dangerous to the public as heroin is. Do you think that that is a fair thing to... Yeah, or implement? testosterone. So now, I don't know if they're going to make that a Schedule 1 drug. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's on the Schedule system, but... I think it's Schedule 3. I think this concerns a lot of Schedule 3 The government's drugs. way of thinking does not take science into account, 
right? Like, because if you were to let scientists and economists run the country, we would be in a whole different place. But that's not how it works. And mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. The court of public opinion is what governs a lot of decision making in our government, because all of a sudden the public's outraged about these certain things, but they don't understand the science or the economics behind it. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. And, and I was saying before, this is something now that Valentina has to look into. You know, she has just recently been diagnosed with multiple autoimmune diseases. So she has to take hormones for that yeah. and she's looking at this being like are you kidding me i'm not gonna I, my doctor's in boca like i'm gonna have to drive an hour right. every single time i need a, a refill of my prescription an hour there an hour back like who has the time to It'll be affect doing a that? lot of them no fact catherine too like she gets medica medication Anyone. that deals with you know some hormone deficiency she has as well yeah and like why is that fair to her well and i'll point this out there for anybody who is uh listening to this who might be affected by this uh we will put a link in the show notes where you can actually go and and um uh submit your comment if you have an opinion about this if you don't want this to go through uh there's a little bit of time left for you to be able to uh go go ahead and and personalize your comment say how this is going to affect you say why you don't agree with it uh and you know that uh I'm sure will weigh heavily on the the uh, opinions of the people who are making this policy if they get enough people that, you know, have legitimate reasons why they don't want this to go through. Can you play the rest of that clip, actually, once you're done? It's actually pretty long. It's like five oh, minutes. Okay. All right. Well, I would highly <clears throat> recommend everybody go listen to Derek's. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek's. Uh, commentary he's pretty smart yeah check out more plates more dates on uh, instagram he did a pretty uh in-depth evaluation of this um and he also provides the link uh where you can go and submit your your comment uh as well so definitely check that out you know, it's just, if you look back over the course of history there's a lot of examples a lot of examples currently like if you look at a lot of what's going on in south america there's mm -hmm. rampant corruption there's socialism there's uh, autocratic governments that think that they have the ability to make decisions. And, you know, like I see this because, you know, my wife's a immigration lawyer. She has to deal with corrupt governments because a lot of her clients are fleeing oppression, violence, uh, basically state sponsored acts of terror. Right. Like there's there's a lot of precedent on this earth that even though we right now we live arguably one of the freest countries on earth. Mm -hmm. If you subscribe to any ideology that allows the government to start making rules that lip, that go beyond their mandate, it's like these people are being paid to do a job and it's like they've run out of things to do, right? So like now they're just making shit up and that's a very broad way of, of looking at it. But like to me, I, I, fuck, I hate to get so political about this, but like, if you look at the government, like what, the, what are the things that are trending, you know, from your point of view? Trans rights. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, I mean, Big things. Uh, gun reform, um, police brutality, um, racism as a whole. You know, and it's funny because this, every country has their own problem, right? I've just, I talk to people every time I travel and you get a lot of 
commentary on how the world sees America. And like, we are the leader of the world for now. Mm -hmm. But that's a precarious position. You know, you look back through history, every single dominant superpower has eventually lost their ability. You see China to, and Brazil, what they just did? Ditching, they, ditching the US dollar for their trade. And that's, you know what? That's, that's a very, scary. It's a very real possibility. There, there is a lot of countries out there that don't agree with the way that the United States has conducted foreign policy. And honestly, if you look at the way that our country is run, like, I love America and I would defend it forever. That does, but that also means that loving this country and you as a visa holder living here, mm. I mean, you have some, some love for it too. Well, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. But there's the First Amendment, which is the beginning of the Bill of Rights, explicitly states that we have the freedom of speech. And the reason that they passed that, that amendment, the first bill in the Bill of Rights, was to openly be able to criticize the government because that, you know, the founding fathers were brilliant and they foresaw a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to see that in only, what is it, 200 and something years now? Oh, 2023 minus 1776. I don't know how old our country is, but it's not that old. That we're just slowly creeping our way into more restrictions and it just happens very gradually. And all of a sudden you have a law that governs this. You might not think that women's access to abortion rights is something you agree with or not, but if you step back to a 10,000 foot level, same way that you might disagree with restricting access to testosterone, mm -hmm. same way you might disagree with access to guns, that to me, it's, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Now, the government has the right to tell you that you can or cannot get testosterone. The government has the right to tell you, you can't buy marijuana, mm. a fucking plant that makes you sit on your couch and giggle. The government <laughs> has the right to tell you that you can't get an abortion. Right. I don't see this as a, as a left versus right thing. I see this as a government overreach thing across the board. So every time the government makes a, a law, and this is where I want to go with this, and I know that I'm ranting and feel free to stop me, but no, that's what we do. The TikTok hearing. Did you guys watch the the CEO of TikTok get dragged up? And also, hilarious tangent to that is the Jeff Bezos thing in front of Congress. Well, uh, did you watch both? Uh, I've seen clips of both, but yeah, same, same. Fill me in. The this is fucking hilarious. What did Edward Snowden do ten years ago when he when he left? Told us, told us everybody the government was listening to everything basically the government has a and the twitter files confirmed this too the government has a back door to every one of these tech companies and they have the mm. right to dictate the type of data that they collect from them and they have massive domestic spying programs that are wrapped up in these black books projects right i find it so funny that they hauled up the ceo of tiktok this just quiet. I've never, you've never heard of the guy. Mm -hmm. Everybody's heard of Zuckerberg and everybody's heard of. Uh, well, he, so or, he's or, the CEO of, of TikTok US. US. Yes. So you, everybody's heard of every other tech CEO, Satya Nadella, Bill Gates, Steve Ellison. You, you can name them all. Elon mm -hmm. Musk, right? And they bring this guy out. Nobody's ever heard of him. He's the CEO of TikTok, but the quietest, most humble, like whatever. And they're worried that the Chinese government is spying on our citizens. And it almost seems to me that they were upset that somebody else is doing it on top of them. Well, yeah, because it could go against their agenda, right? 
Well, of I mean, course, well, it inevitably the, would. What's the hypocrisy? Yeah. The NSA has free reign to spy on every bit of communication that you and I have. Uh, yeah, well, I don't agree with either, but at least I don't either. But isn't it hypocritical that they would criticize that, and yet they're they're those same senators are signing off on the NSA's budget sure. to spy on you and I. Thanks for watching. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. My favorite supplement by them is called Rise. If you want something that's going to give you quick energy, long lasting, no jitters, no crash, all that good stuff. It has ingredients like lion's mane, ginseng. If you want to read more about it, check it out on their website. But you can use our code HYBRID in all caps for 20% off. Hit the link and again, use the code HYBRID for 20% off. Yeah, well, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I imagine that any difference between Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you know, like one, you don't really have access to those in China to begin with, but that's the, the Chinese government's doing. Mm -hmm. When you look at the uh, TikTok in China versus TikTok here, it's pretty clear that there is an attempt to make us much stupider and to tie our youth up with dumb shit. Well, like, I, I don't know what the exact times are but it's something like after 8 p.m in china yeah. the only things that they that kids under a certain age get access to is tiktok tiktok content that is talking about engineering math science all these things that are amazing are super 100 helpful love it. love it meanwhile our stupid kids over here they're doing dances in public at best <laughs> Or at, at worst, worst, they're being indoctrinated by some weird political view that they watched one video of one uh -huh. thing one time, and now they, the algorithm has just oh, changed yeah. their For You page into some crazy well, hold thing, on, hold on. and now I, everyone's fighting against each other. I it's, don't like TikTok. Let me just say that first and foremost. But I hope I, it gets banned. I do too, for so many reasons that don't have to do with this. I don't like it as a, as a platform. That does not mean that I can't step back and say that this is the most ridiculous, hypocritical, bullshit thing I've ever seen that come in front of Congress. Yeah, but also screw China. No, no. I, <laughs> for sure, screw China. But don't you see the hypocrisy? Yeah, oh, for Those sure. Those same senators signed the funding for the NSA and they allow the NSA yeah. to do whatever the fuck they want. And I'll tell you where the real hypocrisy is, is that, OK, you know. I, I don't know how US, the U.S. TikTok reports back to China's TikTok or what the interaction is there. But if you take it apples to apples as a comparison between all of the platforms in America, TikTok is not that different. The way the stuff is delivered is different. But it's like, it, you know, just to go off the, the thing I was talking about mm -hmm. politically, you know, where you watch one video of one thing and all of a sudden... You know, it's it's a conservative video now. Every, yeah. Now you're just becoming a radicalized conservative conservative because every, it's pushing you towards that. It's like that's every platform. That's YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is actually a little bit. It's gonna try to push you left, I think. But the YouTube is like whatever you're diving into, you're going deep, deep into yeah. that. You know, and and it's like probably the most successful platform at radicalizing people politically. And then, but you have the freedom to cheat. I, you sort of do. I think the TikTok has become successful because it's just really good at what it does. I, I mean, and it's it's very quick pace. It's and it's raw. Like yeah. it's it's you know someone can. All the other platforms that have been around longer, they're so polished now where it's so competitive. Where it's like if you don't have a media team or you don't have you know 
like like YouTube, for example, that's basically a TV network at this point. The amount of money behind successful YouTube channels and the production value of them, that's like stuff we would only see on TV if you go back 20 years. You know, but TikTok, somebody can, you know, literally go. I've, I've used this example before. I somehow got wrapped up on TikTok one time watching a lady on live play bingo at a bingo hall. It wasn't even entertaining, but the, <laughs> there was thousands of people viewing this live yeah. and the the ch live chat was just going off like of and of people you could tell tune into this regularly. <laughs> oh, you know, and I was I it took me a while and then after I was just like what am I doing? Like how am I yeah. watching this? How is this occupying my time right now? I could be doing anything. I don't you know. I don't know. It's it's weird, right? Like it's become so successful. It's very good at what it does. I don't obviously like you can ban it, ban it, whatever. Ban it I, so I don't have to be on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. But if we do that, mm -hmm. as a nation, it is it would be remiss of every single one of us to not recognize the hypocrisy that exists in that decision. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair point. Because. If if we're gonna start drawing line drawing lines in the sand as a country, mm. we need to recognize that a lot of them are gonna be arbitrary and a lot of that's wrong. Yeah. Same thing with this this bill that all of a sudden they're gonna try and uh, restrict people's access to telemedicine. It makes no sense. We've discovered yeah. a better way to deliver medical care, and if there's a couple bad actors, like if you all right here, great example. I just thought of this. If you were to take that same line of thought. There's one bad actor that caused the death of a, a kid, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. and Did we now, explain that on the on this episode yet? That that's where it came from. No, okay. You know, I don't know. You, so you yeah, there, uh, I can't remember the name of the bill, but the bill is named after this uh, one particular kid who was dealing with an online pharmacy, and the online pharmacy um, provided him with drugs that caused a toxic reaction in his body he ended up dying uh and this prompted his parents to sort of become advocates for this cause and that fast forward you know their activism and pushing for this and getting people's attention we're here now so that they're trying to make it so this sort of thing doesn't happen um but i think the problem even more so than just the government overreach died? yeah it, well I, I mean i don't know maybe many but this, this is okay, what the, it's based on the guy it's based off this okay. this one kid in particular and uh the problem is that it's a very wide scope of drugs that are included in this I'm looking up something i just i want to so, use it as kind of a yeah it's like going. i don't think their goal necessarily i mean it, it unless there is some sort of like underlying strange anti trans agenda and this that's how they kind of like snuck it in there i doubt it um i just think that uh testosterone and other hormones sort of fell into this category and maybe they don't need to be there but they've been lumped in with this you know greater population of drugs so i 15, think thousand. what's that four thousand four thousand children and teens per year die of gun related gun or gun violence related deaths Four thousand. yeah everyday policy institute let's give or take that right four thousand now they said that's a leading cause of death for children right now T type that in george leading cause of death for children well think about that for a second i don't care what your political leading is anybody listening like this is not us this is not a political discussion this should not, this is like, I, you know, I'm looking 
you know, in the next Look couple of years, I'm going to have a child myself. This is the New England Journal of Medicine. Is that right? Yeah. 45,000 firearm related deaths in the U.S. in 2020. The new data shows a 13.5% increase in the crude rate of firearm related deaths in just one year. This was largely driven by a 33% increase in crude rate of firearms homicides in that same period. We're willing to, the government is willing to pass a law based on the death of one child when the very mention of restricting access to firearms in this country is met with hostility at least and at best violence. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, zoom out, you know, and, and I'm I'm saying this because I, I feel pretty strongly about it as somebody who's looking to have a kid in the next couple of years, but like mm -hmm. what kind of world is that? Like how do you how do you justify forty five thousand firearms deaths per year? I would assume we're the leading one of the highest causes of Yeah. It was. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would assume that we're up there on, on, on that list. Like and if, yeah, yeah. if firearm death is one of the leading causes of child mortality. It is not according to I checked this stat because I saw it online and then I you know I went to a bunch of different sites. Can you look that up too, George? And the, yeah, just say just say list of like top yeah. of uh yeah, like top reason like top child like Children mortality or something. Child deaths. Child deaths, something. Yeah. Go to yeah, fast stats. Uh, mortality, number of deaths, the, 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 the leading causes of death. Assault. Assault. Accidental, intentional self harm. This doesn't give a good go back. It's not a good answer. I just want like a go there. Yeah. Oh, Fact there you go. check, are they? This is Amer Austin American Statesman. Oh, wait, go back up. Go back up. Right there. Okay. CDC published data on 2021. The leading, according to the CDC, now I'm sure a lot of people will argue with that just because it's yeah. the CDC, but in 2020, the leading cause of death among children age 1 through 18 involved a firearm. Interesting. This is a very, very uh, complex thing to unpack. But if you just look at the data across the board, we mm. just looked at the list of all-cause mortality for adults in the United States. And on top of that list was heart disease, cancer, diabetes, things that are related to negative health outcomes based on obesity and and things of that nature right yeah and now we're looking at a list of deaths for children aged 1 through 18 and the leading cause of death according to the cdc is firearms now what does that say about the prior like that is literally a fucking untouchable subject the government as much as they've tried every time mm. dude yesterday two days ago what was it that the woman went in and and yeah, you in saw Nashville? the video. You, yeah, it, you saw Shout the out video. To those cops, by the way, that was a 
gangster job they did. Unfortunately, but six people still died. Three children died. Yeah. Three children, like kids, little kids. And like, why? I, I mean, I, I can't, nobody, I've been around the world, man. And everybody asks me that question. You start really getting to know people. They just don't understand how it's possible. I don't understand how it's possible. I live here. It's a very, that's a very scary thing to think about. I think mental health in this country is in a very precarious place. Same with most Western countries. And the ones that have guns provide access to guns to the people who have these mental health issues. You know, and I think that's how we find ourselves where we are. It is. But it's like there's a. There's a like. I'm a person that believes in principles, right? So like if you have a set of principles that you live your life, you believe in, first or first and foremost, if you have a set of principles you believe in, you can make a lot of decisions just based on that. But you have to understand what you believe. Now everybody's system of belief is different and that's fine. We live in a free country, you know, and I yeah. think if you're trans, you have 100% right to do what you want. If that is what makes you happy. If you want to get fake boobs, if you want to take steroids, there's a lot of things you can do legally. Yeah. You know, I mean, the steroid thing is a different discussion. But the point is, like, we have the freedom to choose. Mm -hmm. I have the freedom to decide to drive a pickup truck or an SUV. I have the freedom to go on my cell phone and speak to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And it's a regulated process. You know, I have the freedom to speak to Dr. Whitmer and he prescribes me testosterone. You have the freedom to drive a Lamborghini or or not, and there's mm -hmm. a there's a risk, like the Viper story you just told us. But yeah, it. My problem here, and I want your take on this. Sure. Like we seem to be living in an age there. There is a lack of guiding principles in which we make decisions because if there was, a a more rigorous set of guiding principles in which people make decisions. It would be a lot harder to flippantly decide to do this or that. What, yeah. What do you think? Well, I even want to go back to what you said uh, before about how, like, politically, it's like they've done everything and now they're just looking for stuff to do. I think for a lot of politicians, you know, either at the local level or at the state level, how things like this end up getting so much attention or how they end up getting pushed through is that all the arguments that are currently being had like a lot of them are at a standstill where the two sides are so contrasting right like nothing happens with gun laws because both sides are so extremely you know rigid in their ideologies that it's like they're just kind of running into each other you know and, mm -hmm. and not making any ground <clears throat> but if you're some local or or state level politician and you can start cramming through some of these bills making it look like you're doing something you're like, oh, well, I got the one kid died bill. And, uh, you know, now we're going to make sure that never happens again. It's something you add on your resume. Three kids something... just died in Pennsylvania. Of? School shooting. No, no, I'm talking about the, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the testosterone sure. whatever bill. So it's like this guy's pushing uh, this thing through. argument to you. Just... That's like, you know, not – it's not that big of a deal on the grand, in the grand scheme of things. But – 
this is a bill that if it goes through, this politician gets to put on his resume. And if he does run for higher office down the road, he goes, well, look at all these great things I've done. I have all these bills yeah. I've pushed through to save lives on my record. You know, one's this telehealth bill, one's this other bill no one cares about, one's, you know, whatever the, all those things are, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it's just the, it, I got a funny example. Yeah. Ooh, to, yeah tell me what, well, I mean, that's, that's really the end of my point It's just yeah. that I think this is, these are just career moves a lot of the yeah. times for these guys. And that's why, you know, you can look at a stat where 45,000 deaths are happening from, from guns, you know, but it's, that's, you know, that's the second amendment and that's something that people aren't going to budge on. So if you want to make political headway you want to build a resume, you know, that looks good for your career, are you going to go ram your head against the gun laws or are you going to go just push through these no, bills gonna, that no one's really go after, paying so attention to, you know, you, you, I like, I like where you're going with this. And I have a funny example. I just read about this last time. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole reading about this law that DeSantis tried to take away the special governance district that Disney has because he didn't like that. That's they, right. That but he didn't like that Disney was doing something that he considered to be woke or whatever the fuck he calls it. Yeah. Now Disney is a fucking gangster and you know why they must have the best lawyers on the planet because they got around it they what told they, they so there is a law in place for hundreds of years and they george i need you to pull this up it's called like the law as an aspiring law student you might appreciate this it's like the law of perpetuity you might just look up disney uh, news on special taxing district or something perpetuity clause yeah something like that i'm sure we're gonna get to it all right here you go now disney was able to give the middle finger to this ability that desantis was trying to take away their autonomy because they have this thing called like the reedy they don't pay taxes right yeah right because they just provide such unbelievable like benefit economic benefit mm -hmm. but apparently they put a, 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 a agreement in place that says that whatever this thing is that they have it is valid in perpetuity or if forever deemed to be too long until the death of the last survivor of the descendants of king the death of the last survivor of the descendants of king charles the third king of england living <laughs> as of this date of this declaration <laughs> now this this and apparently a lot of lawyers don't understand this most people in the legal world don't even understand this i'm not a lawyer and i'm fucking dumb i don't understand this at all but it was hilarious that they were able to invoke this law of perpetuity and i'm gonna have to go ask <laughs> some smart I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my cousin after this because she loves this shit. she's a lawyer but they were able to get around this desantis thing this oversight board by implementing this perpetuity this law. law of perpetuity but the, the wording was so funny that it is in in effect until the death and it's actually 21 years post the so death this, of the last survivor of the descendants guess, of king, king charles, charles the, the third king the of england guy? is he the current guy i have no idea i, I have no idea but but they got around it with this legal loophole. Well, it's, and it's all his descendants too, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, he's got it's like as long as they keep having kids. Yeah, and that's they're never gonna stop having kids. Those, those they're just gonna be around forever. But this is hilarious that they got like this is to me it's genius. And I liked all the stuff DeSantis did. He was great during COVID, and then he's doing all this other stuff, which I don't agree with because it's like, hey brother, 
I can't drive down my fucking neighborhood without uh, flooding when it rains. Like, we need wastewater. Where's the funding for the wastewater lines? Sure. I still have a septic tank. Like, you know, your old house, didn't it have a septic tank? Yeah. Why do we have septic tanks? We're worried about putting in an oversight board to govern Disney because you don't like the fact that they disagree with your politics? Yeah, true. So, of all of these things, there's a common thread to me. This is all political. And in our country, like... Travel to Dubai, you land, the airport is the most glamorous thing on earth. Mm -hmm. Legitimately one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. You go to Munich, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You go to all these other countries, implement projects that spend money that benefit the, the public, right? Airports, roads, trains. We don't have trains in this country. Mm -hmm. We just got a train in Florida for the first time. That apparently just runs people over all the time. Well, they're fucking dumb. <laughs> That's what they I said. They deserve it. They're fucking dumb. <laughs> That's like, what I said in Valentine's Day. Like, got mad at me. <laughs> legitimately, no reason you should get hit by a train. This is 2023. That's what I said. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. <laughs> like, it's so big and loud. And there's a gate. There's You have to drive through <laughs> yeah. a, basically a fence. Just, yeah. Okay, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, but like... We don't have like China has a, a a network. Their country is bigger than ours by landmass, I think, or mm -hmm. equally big. But they have a, a network of high speed rail that you could go literally anywhere in that country on a train. Yeah, Japan too. They're smaller, but still Europe. Yeah, you don't need to fly. Just take a train everywhere. But mm -hmm. our government is spending money, appointing oversight boards to 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 punish Disney because they don't like the governor's politics. Are are our infrastructure in this country is subpar compared to a lot of the countries I've been to. Yeah, it's uh, a weird hill to die on, eh? Politically. Well, it's just, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is a silly example. I thought this was funny. Yeah. Because, like, the way that they is. worded this, like, uh, could you just, I mean, dude, Disney's legal payroll, they just, they just made their money back. <laughs> they, they got the smartest lawyer in the country because probably only 10 people understand this law. Yeah, uh, the old King Charles III <laughs> descendants clause. I'm going to call Lucia after this. She's going to get a fucking kick out That's of it. That's great. But, like, I don't know. We're like, why you have you, you have something to say? I know you do. Come on, George. King Charles. Who? <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Why? It's just a, another. It's just an, another mm. example of a right wing hypocrisy. Like he's so for free speech and stuff, but then he wants to ban books in college. Yeah, there's that, that's what we're talking about. There's this general hypocrisy in government. Yeah, and on both sides. On both sides. Well, yeah. Well, that's because he's right, but he gets up on the right the authoritarianism. Sure. Yeah, it's like a quadrant, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's you're right. It's a weird hill to die on for like any of this. But to me, it's like I'm looking at our country. I've traveled. You've traveled a lot just like I have. And I'm, mm -hmm. I've seen other countries like I've been to China. Like, mm -hmm. while I don't agree with their way of governing, like there's something to be said for the government allocating their money toward things that are socially beneficial. Like people criticize socialism which yeah, is, but I think you see it there where a lot of the times when that doesn't come without overreach. Absolutely. But that is a very, like, let's just 
the train system there is like you know that's a weird example but to me it's like what are we what is our nation devoting energy to is it is it actually like while we are probably the most advanced medicine on the planet mm -hmm. freest country on the planet in a lot of ways but best military at a huge cost sure 800 something billion dollars a year but I, I just think that the the bigger principle here is like government should be doing things for us which a lot of times mean protecting us but then it also means doing what's in the best interest of people forward looking right because now you and i you know we're 30 31 whatever i'm thinking about my kids mm -hmm. in the future you probably are too there's a circus to bring them into it's a scary thing. Like my Catherine and I talk about this all the time. Like, what kind of world? And it's funny. I actually brought this up to my dad the other day. We we're talking about the school shootings, and he's like, he kind of did the I walked uphill both ways <laughs> in the snow. He's like, well, when I was growing up, we had nuclear missile drills every day. <laughs> that's true. And I was like, well, actually, that's an interesting point, but different. I just, I think that the, what I'm seeing on like a very big picture, long term, removed from the individual minutia here is like, is our government actually doing what's best for us anymore? They're doing what's best for them. Probably. Yeah. I think that there was a point in time, and it might have only been a hundred year period between like 1865 and 1965 when they and slavery and then enacted the civil rights movements and women's equality and like a lot That's of progressive true. stuff happened and then since then it's like it's a weird it's a weird course you know because like you've seen it in canada right like they've done a lot in canada to restrict people's access to uh, yeah i would say uh, though that's a good freedom that is a good because you would look at canada on the socialism scale as like moderate compared to china or some of those other countries right but you see where that system breaks down when things aren't going beautifully or, you know, like COVID was horribly, disastrously handled mm -hmm. by the Canadian government, you know, and this is, you know, we, we pay so much in taxes in Canada to the healthcare system, to the school systems, to all these things. And then we essentially get no say in what our kids are being taught in school. And our fucking healthcare system well, fails during COVID. That's a good counter argument, though. You know, and they're, they're completely overreaching in so many ways. You can, if you misgender somebody in yeah. Canada, you can do time in prison. Come on. Which really? is insane. Because look, the, yeah, don't be a dick, right? Yeah. We can all like kind of agree with that. Yeah, but like. But also, to go to prison for being a dick is unbelievably ridiculous like are we gonna yeah. go, go to jail for That's flipping people off in traffic are we gonna go to you know it's like yeah. where, where do you draw the line if you're gonna start doing shit like that that's insane yeah and it's i see a lot of people online that keep doom saying about this centralized digital currency and this this and that and it's like you guys are focusing on things that are pretty ridiculous like they're mm -hmm. worried about you know all of this this stuff with TikTok and china and like this like social credit scores like okay i could get that that's a possibility and other countries have done it but like like that doesn't really address the problems that we have right now like you're just creating a hypothetical boogeyman you know like mm -hmm. we did that with the soviet union for 80 years not 50 years 50 years 50 years we did 50 years of boogeyman and boogeyman's still there yeah but you know what like 
there, I, if you if you try and step outside of American propaganda, which a lot of it was that the Russians were these evil, heartless, monster communists. Like there was, there, I, I don't know if I 100% agree with him, but Oliver Stone did a great series uh, on the untold history of the United States, and I love it because it's one of the only critically acclaimed documentaries that you know. And he is a little bit Russia friendly, granted, but. I think there's definitely something to be said for taking a third party bird's eye view of geopolitics. And like for that 50 years, like was like Russia did a lot to help win World War Two. They basically won World War Two for us. Mm -hmm. Like and they suffered exponentially more than the United States did. Two million people plus died in Stalingrad. It's crazy. Over a siege that lasted like a year and a half, you know. They lost probably 20 million civilians plus military, give or take. I don't know if that's the exact number, but the point is, like, after that happened, the hardline right, I don't know if it would even be the right wing. There was a conservative part of the United States that turned communism into the boogeyman. Yeah. And, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, right? But if you think about it, and I've traveled a lot, you've traveled a lot, like, I've never been anywhere on earth and I've been to North Korea. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it and we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, they're legitimate doctors. They're not gonna push any BS on you. They're gonna do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're gonna have the best service possible in this space. Mm -hmm. Like I've never talked about it on the show, but like I've been to the last true communist stronghold hermit country on the planet for 12 days and i could tell you after being there i was in tibet i was in china i've been to cuba i've been to south mm -hmm. america now i've been to all over I did cuba don't know if i'd want to live there no but <laughs> no my point here is like not this isn't a political thing but like yeah, yeah. people all over the world are basically the same right we're all just living our lives for very, very similar purposes. We want to be healthy. We want to be free. We want to be happy. And like, no matter what country I've been to, like I have a great example. This is funny. So in North Korea, you go on these guided tours, right? So one of the, the minders and you'll this see is the this. place where Kim Jong-un invented the apple. Yeah. They, we went to one of those places. <laughs> there was like little plaques everywhere you go. Kim Jong-il visited here. And like, we got to see his like, dude, the homie had an entire mausoleum and you can't, there's no photo. You can't take photos in here. So I didn't get to do anything, but there's this place called Kamsusan palace of the sun. It's where Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il are entombed. So like I, I have physically seen Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong, Kim Il-sung, which was like the original homie. Uh -huh. I've like bowed at their tombs. I've seen their embalmed bodies. I've seen Mao's embalmed body. Are you a North Korean sympathist? No, <laughs> no, no. But like, dude, Kim Jong Il had a, I had an entire. This is a hilarious story they told us there. So in this palace, can you pull this up? Uh, Kim Kam Su San Palace of the Sun. You can see a, a picture of this. Uh, K U M. You sick fuck. <laughs> 
No, K U M S U S A N. Kumsusan. S U S A N. Yes. S A N. Palace of the Sun. Come Susan. All right. Palace of the Sun, you, f- you weirdos. <laughs> okay. So in this place, the homies are all embalmed there. There you go. Okay. All right. So this is it. You can't really take pictures inside, but it's this epic. This was like the original homies uh, palace, like where he lived and governed and stuff. And uh, inside, they they have like a wing for Kim Jong-il, who is the, the kid who died like in the uh-huh. 10 years ago. And uh, was it that long? Yeah. Uh, so then the younger one took over. Yeah, that, there's some pictures inside. There's So there's his tomb. And when you go in there, dude, it's so weird because you have to go in. There's like armed super elite soldiers all around his tomb down a little bit. At all times? Oh, yeah. All times. What are they guarding? It's just the his dead body. That. So you bow at his feet. Oh, you see him through the glass? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Him and they're, they're there. How do they preserve him? I don't ask, don't tell. Oh my, he's like in like he's, an he's eternal the, yeah. hyperbaric yeah, anti-aging yeah, yeah. He's, he's death there. chamber. And Mao has the same thing in Beijing. Whoa, that's Mao's crazy. Mao's entombed in, a, in, a, in red, like a, I don't know if it's red square, it's some square in Beijing. I, I did the same thing in Beijing afterward, but Whoa, you go bow at wild. the feet and the two sides. You don't bow at the back of his head. But you have that's to go. Rude. It's super like crazy ceremonial and strict. And there's all these Whoa. armed guards everywhere. But anyways, they have a whole wing for this dude. And in his wing, they have his personal armored train car. And in order to get it in there, they built a train track to get it in. And they built the thing around it. And inside, this is the best part. Yeah. Like I saw that, man. It's fucking nuts. Inside wow. his, his train car, they still have his MacBook Pro. Like he had a MacBook Pro that he took around with him, and I guess it's so weird to humanize people that like those grandiose figures like that. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I'm telling this story is that when I was there, we were traveling around, and like you have a minder with you at all times, and they're just like North Koreans that are, their whole job is to like watch over you, and that that part's true, right? Uh, I was on a bus, and we were going from one city to the next in North Korea. And I had my MacBook Air. I brought it with me. I had downloaded movies on it. And one of the movies I downloaded was Inglorious Bastards. So there's a dude, and I have a picture of this guy's arm on my phone, but there's a dude who was like an ex-KPA army officer, like served in the Korean People's Army. I don't know if he ever fought, but like most of the country has been in the army if they're young. Right. He had a tattoo of the two Koreas split on his arm. So we were like, driving on this bus and i was watching a movie i was watching glorious bastards and he like got really interested and like he wanted to watch the movie so i gave him my laptop and i let him watch glorious bastards on this long ass bus ride and he was fucking pumped he was so excited he <laughs> loved that movie i don't blame him it's one of my favorites too dude it's probably the only movie that's not like starring all Kim Jong Un <laughs> playing every single role. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, but it just shows you that, like, no matter what, all around the world, people are basically just basically the same. Like, you know, yeah, at a yeah, very yeah. fundamental level. And it's crazy to me that there's been so much boogeyman mentality. Like, one country, like people, like, oh, socialism in China or socialism in Sweden. They pay these taxes, and it's like, well, they're also the happiest people on earth. There's something to be said for that. 
Yeah, Canada missed on that one. <laughs> yeah, you know well, we should we should uh, take a go over there, take a lesson from uh, from Sweden. But they're a bunch of happy people. Yeah, they yeah. pay taxes. How? Like, what do they do different? Yeah, true. Where? No. And that's, I think that that is a, a, that's the discussion as a public, as opposed to talking about this nonsense, trivial shit. Like, there's something to be learned from the rest of the world in terms of education and quality of life. Like, you go to Italy, the country is rife with problems. Like, right. oh my God. But like, the quality of life there is incredible. People are happy. They're outside. They're in the sunshine. They're exercising. They're eating pasta. They're walking. And their pasta is different. Doesn't make you fat over there. No. Doesn't wreck your gut. No, dude. Even Catherine, she eats pasta every time we go and never has an issue. I love pasta. I love pasta too. I gotta go. It's one of those uh, places that I've just never, never made it out there. Come on. Yeah, I've been a lot of places. I'm going just in not, May. Not there. Yeah. I got a wedding. A, Le a Leone wedding. I'm only going there for like three days, huh? A Leone wedding. Yeah, a Leone wedding. Dude, you guys have like... to way too many people. Dude, tell me. I swear it. you're at a we wedding every week. I'm not. I, that one, the <laughs> last one I went to, dude, you'd be proud of me. You'd be proud of me. I fucking, dude, I nailed the last wedding. We got there, literally walked in as they're walking down the aisle, like maybe two minutes before they walked down the oh, aisle. Oh, so you got credit. Got, got in. the credit. Catherine had a jiu-jitsu tournament. She submitted two girls, like three different girls, back to back to back, went straight to the wedding, walked right in down the aisle we stayed for maybe two hours but the second we were finished with food, dinner slipped out like a mongoose did you do your thing where you go no no whatever no. we're doing here i just left i did a, what's the what's the called oh the irish goodbye irish goodbye oh wow i just didn't say anything that's just... good but but you made your presence known yeah. so you said hi to the bride and groom and all that oh yeah they don't know when you this left. is incredible this is i'm so happy for you both amazing um, i'm gonna send them this clip <laughs> she just sent me a thank you card today no it was a beautiful wedding they did great but i yeah. was just like hey, it wasn't a knock against them but it was more like i'm tired i don't want to sit in frivolities and everybody's dancing and there's kids yeah. running around too and what, what was else was going on there's the ufc fights right either you wanted oh to, no, that's was right that, what was it there was a ufc fight that night i don't remember which one it was but it was good. that was the um it might have been the adesanya fight no no, no it was no, no, no. uh <laughs> Gaethje fought on the card, and uh, damn, who was the oh main event? Oh my god, the title fight was. Oh, yeah. it was John Jones. It was the return John of Jones. John Jones, which yeah, yeah, didn't get enough airtime on that. Pretty excited for next week. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to the going to the big show here in oh Miami. Oh my god, Masvidal on the card. Yeah, we, we got to talk about that. enough of this politics bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Let's go look at let's look at that card because it's a also, bonkers card. Remember what I told you? Izzy Pereira two. Well, technically right, four. You, let's be real. Who's going to win? I don't know. Whoever's the dog I'm going to bet for. Pereira? He's a meme. <laughs> he's I don't a... know. Because he's been wrestling, apparently. Yeah, okay, yeah, look. We got that. Pa Listen. Gilbert it, Burns, Masvidal's crazy. Rob Font and Yanez, great. great dude, Kevin Holland, I I think love. I'm more excited for the Masvidal-Burns fight because I don't know who's going to win that. I got Burns for sure. My heart now. says I love Burns. I, like, I want Masvidal, especially because he's a Miami guy. Yeah. But I just think Burns yeah, is Burn, more... Did you see Burns' last fight? Uh, who was it? I don't remember who he fought. No. 
No, he didn't. He didn't fight Jemayev last. Uh, you go look. You can probably see his record. Well, there, there's his wiki. Just go to that. No, it was this year. Neil Magny. Was that it? Must have been. Before, he, all I'm saying is he looked very good in his last fight. I think his fight was his fight before that Wonder Boy. But that's interesting. Look, so Chimaev beat him as a wrestler. That's the yeah. only thing that, that's giving people hope with. So wrestlers can beat him. Usman beat him. Yeah. So, all right. If, if Masvidal can actually pull out the wrestling. Yeah, I don't know if we see it, though. I, I don't know. know. I mean, dude, Gilbert is a killer black belt jujitsu, isn't and, he? And he's stronger. Is and he a black belt? Uh, I don't know. He's, yeah, I would be willing. I, I would. I would bet, put if money I had a bet, it. I would say, yeah. yeah. Look at him. Um, there's just there's something about Brazilians, right? Like, I think you can just say, shout out Fernando, that, like, you don't bet against them. They're so Russian. If you know what I mean? Like, they're stoic and, like... They're they're not shy of violence. Can you pull up the video of Pajera in the cage before he fought Izzy? This they're is just like very. They're like Hispanic Russians. Is how I I think of Brazilian people. Yeah, that's a good point. They're pretty similar that way. I, that comedian that I sent you the other day. Which one? Uh he. I thought he was Russian. I was listening to him. I was like Brazilian? watching all his clips, and he, then he was Brazilian. I just want to see, like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's just a meme. Look at him. Just standing still. Just, he's the stone face meme. You go look <laughs> in your emojis. He's the fucking, he's the Stonehenge guy. Or the, the <laughs> yeah, Easter yeah, Island yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. head. Look at that. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, think about how hilarious this story is. He spent his whole life fighting, beating this one guy, chased him into the UFC, just to continue beating him. Yeah, and, and he's 35. Like, dude, he doesn't the, have much fight time left. The memes about him are so great, too, where it's like, it'll be like Izzy goes and plays a round of golf, and then it's like Pereira on the golf course. Yeah, and course. he's just standing there, like, <laughs> yeah. just horrifying looking. Or Izzy does, uh, like, a reaction video to, to like, a fight, <laughs> and then he does a reaction just... video to his reaction video. <laughs> so good. It's just so... I've never seen trolling like that, because he's, like, so Brazilian about it. You know what's good is that like he doesn't try like his English isn't great so he doesn't try to like you know be oh. a McGregor he just does his own version of trolling and it works yeah. it, like it lands perfectly but like he's turned into a, like a amazing meme and he's from this tribe in Brazil that are like is that where the arrow thing comes from yeah yeah the, that's his his whole heritage and this yeah. you know the last fight was actually pretty nuts and that's the only thing that gives me hope for Izzy in this next fight not that I would bet on him to win but. Like he was doing good the whole fight, arguably was he winning. Was, no, he was winning for sure. All he had to do, he literally all he had to do to win that fight was not get knocked out, and then he got oh, knocked God. out. You had one job, bro, and that that's happened twice to him now. In the that happened in their last. But it's uh, crazy because you're seeing this now. Like too. I was, what is this? Oh, is this the Pereira compares Israel Adesanya to Conan, the Destroyer character? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jesus he's just sitting there with his wife <laughs> but they all know it's a joke because like uh, the wife's laughing and yeah, stuff yeah. <laughs> and he always just doesn't look like yes. well, you know. like I don't know like the last one where he did the reaction video to Izzy watching uh... he did the same exact thing but the second they he showed those over. toys and shit 
he just looks and he's like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so good oh my god i mean i if i if i was a betting man i would just bet brazil straight down the card man you gotta think though like two guys if they had 10 fights it's very hard to win all 10 so he's gonna catch you eventually and they're on four now this is their fourth this will be the fourth you know because i think all right, so they... Oh, look, and then what's his name? Uh, Raul oh, Rosa Jr. is on this card, too. Look, every fight has somebody notable. Kevin Rosa Holland. Jr., Kevin Holland, I love him. I don't uh, know those two. Very Rob well. Font and Yanez, both good dudes. Uh, and then, obviously, Gilbert Burns, Masvidal, and Dude, Alex the Brazilian Pereira. contingency and Miami is gonna fucking flip. And Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. All the Miami people are gonna be there supporting Masvidal, and all the Brazilians and, will be there supporting Gilbert Burns. And there's just Burns. as many Brazilians in Miami as there are Cubans. Yeah. Dude. It's gonna be pretty wild. Damn. That's gonna be an insane event. I'm pumped for this. Well, so, no, I, th- right. I think we're gonna have to go and show up for the prelims, too. We got six seats, by the way. I'm stoked on that. Six? No, sick. Oh, six. seats. We okay. got four seats okay. that are all very nice. Where um, where would you place your money here if you had to bet? Down the down the whole card here? I mean, the not down the whole card. card. I'm just talking about the two main events. Look, I'm going Izzy on this one. I think it's his, wow. his turn. Really? I got Izzy, Burns, Rob Font, Kevin Holland, and what's the last matchup again? Oh, and Rosa, because they don't want... I think it's vested interest for the UFC to keep uh, Raul Rosa Jr. winning, so I got Rosa. <sighs> What are you thinking? Dude, I unless Izzy becomes a wrestler, Pajara and Burns. Burns is a killer. Pajara is just too too big and too scary. He's way too big for that weight class. And he is have you seen his sparring videos? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, an animal. He's an animal. It, 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 listen, it as far as like likability goes, I would probably say Masvidal and Adesanya, I like them more. They're more entertaining. Like, as a hometown Miami guy, I want Masvidal to win. I just think that... But he's also Burns... had a lot of distractions in his life recently, you know? Burns has just been training his ass off, no distractions. He's had the lawsuit thing with Kobe Covington. Yeah. On and off, you know? Coming off of a loss, all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I... My heart wants the right side of the card. My brain's saying <laughs> yeah, that Pajara... Yeah. And Burns are just too good. Yeah. I mean, Pajara is just, I mean, look at his face. He's, he's a Stone Island man. He's a fucking, he's a meme. Yeah. Not, a, and not a weird one. He's a, a good a meme. Man. He's a terrifying, scary fighter. Fuck. I mean, realistically, like in his own weight class, Adesanya only has one loss and it's to him. Yeah. I, it, so, you know, it, big, it begs a big question. Like Rogan talked about this when he was talking to Masvidal the other day, which I thought was smart. Like they just, just shouldn't be able to cut weight like this. Pajara shouldn't be able to fight. He should be fighting Giri Prohaska and the dudes in the light heavyweight division. Yeah. I mean, arguably that could present better fights, but then everyone just moves up a weight class and it's all the same. Well, anyway, sure. But like know? that would also prevent this kind of mismatch if you consider it that. Well, not really, because Izzy's probably cutting a bunch too. Most people yeah, are probably well, cutting a bunch. As he might cut twenty pounds, but Pajara's cutting thirty-five pounds. Like, yeah, he's walking in there at two twenty. He's a big dude. He's like six four. It's, no, I think he's like six seven or something. No way, really? You, can, can you, you pull that up? His, his How thing? tall is? Uh... He should just be on his fight card. Alex Pajara. 
Oh, okay. Wow, you nailed it. That's big, though. If you're over 6'2", you just look tall to me. You, you probably <laughs> have a you. better uh, big view. I, like a better, have... better like understanding yeah. of, of that the height range. Oh, that, did you oh. see this meme? <laughs> no. It's Kim Peele. <laughs> wait, wait. Restart it. Restart it. You got to... really good george this, you gotta send me that before, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious <laughs> before they dubbed it adesanya and pajera it's i think the original one is just like brazilian fighters versus normal fighters oh, this is perfect though dude i never saw the the long version like this that's <laughs> oh my god dude oh my god. that is amazing that's amazing all right well that, yeah. that's all i got i've ranted enough today. yeah i had so many topics i wanted to talk about that we didn't get next, to next but time. i guess that'll be next time <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys have a good one oh my one. god <laughs>